Welcome to Caffeine, Crime and Canines, a podcast brought to you by two girls who love their dogs, love coffee, but most importantly, love true crime. Good. How's your day? It was alright? Yeah. Yeah. Working today? Yours? Yeah, working today. Oh my gosh, it was so busy for me. I thought I was going <laughs> to cruise today and I did not. Damn. I know, right? But no, that's all right. I feel like we got a few messages with people thinking that um, this episode is going to be released in the same week. Oh, already? (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, I'm really sorry to break it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. But it is finally here. Yep, it is here. So I don't know if we should get right back into it because it's still going to be another long one, even though it's our second episode on this case. Yeah, and we get into the... I wouldn't, I'm not going to say get into the good stuff, but like get into the like... crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So should we do it? Yeah, let's go. All right. So last week we started discussing the Johnny Gosh case. Actually, Lockie, do you want to give like a little rundown of what we spoke about? Because I feel like I don't stop talking (laughs) both episodes. So maybe they want to hear your voice for a little. That's all right. So, yeah, we spoke about Johnny Gosh. We talked about um, kind of the day he disappeared and what had happened and the um, witness statements as to what happened and um, Noreen's recollection of what happened and, the most consistent story was that he went out in the morning to deliver the papers and when he went to collect his papers, a man approached him in a car um, and then drove away and then shortly after someone saw another man come out of the bushes and follow him and he hasn't been seen since. So that's kind of like the morning of. And then we also spoke about the police's investigation as well, which was like I wouldn't even call it an investigation, but um. You know, they deemed him as a runaway pretty early on and didn't really look into his case at all. Um, but, yeah, that's brings us up to date. Up to date, yeah. So the last thing we did discuss um, was the biggest break in the case that came in 1990 by a man named Paul Bonassi. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Paul, wow. <laughs> I hope people did go back and listen or even just like search him on YouTube, um, watch the um, Conspiracy of Silence and stuff like that because, as I said, heaps of info regarding um, the Franklin cover-up which Paul uh, was involved in. Yeah. So um, as we said last week, he himself was in jail at the time for molestation. Um, But he also was a victim of the child sex trafficking ring. Mm -hmm. So the Franklin cover-up, just like really sort of um, brief sort of background on what the heck that even is. So that was a politically connected child prostitution ring that ran in Omaha in the 80s. So a really powerful businessman named, his name is Larry King, but it's not the Larry King that <laughs> no. I was thinking of. <laughs> it's a different um, Larry Lawrence King. So he operated this ring and he hosted like sex parties, which yeah. were attended by politicians and like business elites. Yeah, and high profile people in the community, like police chiefs and things like that. Yep. And the main purpose of this like pedophile ring was to black 
male, like the politicians, government officials, like businessmen and media figures. Like that was literally. What he was trying to get out of it. Yeah. Mm. And there's like, I don't know if you know about this, but there's, uh, and I don't want to get it wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was a lawyer or it was, there was someone like involved in this. And as I said, people were getting threatened, like not to look into this, to sort of change their statements regarding this whole thing that was going on. Like it was a really big cover up. And this uh, one particular guy got all this evidence and he had, him and his son had taken like a little plane. I think they had said that they were going to a baseball game or they were going somewhere and he had picked up evidence and he had told like his wife or whoever, like I've got like something that's going to nail all these guys. Mm. And on the way back, his plane went down and him and his son died. (laughs) And when they found it, his briefcase was missing. Like this is freaking, this actually happened. Yeah, yeah. So you can see how high this goes. goes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So as I said, Paul came forward as well as some other kids regarding this and him and another girl were charged with perjury. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Sr. was actually the first person to be told about Paul. So I think Paul's lawyer had called obviously the goshes and Noreen says that she wasn't home at the time of this call. She was working. So John Sr. took the call and he kept this from Noreen. Mm-hmm. for a good amount of time. Um, at the start, I think that he was quite sceptical about Paul's story. Yeah. And he actually um, did end up going to visit Paul in prison. I, I always say that wrong. I feel like everyone, why can't I say this word prison? prison. <laughs> <laughs> I just, anyway, you guys know what I mean. <laughs> tomato, tomato, same thing. Yeah. Um, Okay, so upon their meeting, he asked Paul, do you know who I am? And Paul responded, you look like, it can't be, the eyes, you look like Johnny Gosh. So according, so uh, to Paul's lawyer, so this is according to Paul's lawyer and his name again is John DeCamp. It's another John. (laughs) I'm so sorry, everyone. It's so hard because there's so many Johns. Johns, yeah. Yeah. So John Senior left the prison believing <laughs> sorry left the prison believing Paul yeah so he was skeptical in the beginning and then met him and, and really believed what he was saying yeah exactly right so it was around this time that John senior actually hired another PI to look into Paul's story so I think he left believing him but at the same time he's like mm, like you know like obviously he wants still to be weird. sure yeah, yeah. It's, it's still like Obviously, the story is unbelievable. It is unbelievable, yeah. So this is what Paul claims, right? So Paul claims that there was a ringleader and his name was Emilio and he brought Paul to Des Moines to help abduct Johnny. Mm -hmm. And the night before, they met two men. One was named Sam and the other one was named Tony. Now, Sam, this is in a hotel room, by the way. So they met these men in the hotel room. Sam showed Emilio photos of paper boys. And Johnny's photo was separated from the other paper boys that they were looking at. So like he'd been chosen almost. Yeah, exactly right. And early the next morning they went out to abduct Johnny. So Emilio was the man in the car that stopped to ask Johnny for directions. 
which also correlates because he was described as being like Latino or yes, yeah, know, yeah, European, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paul was hiding in the back seat at the time, and his job was to hold Johnny down and chloroform him once he was shoved in the car. Mm-hmm. I think he also talks about that he was even like made to get like Johnny sort of even like to get him to approach the car like maybe because he was a young kid as well like who knows if he's rolled down the window like as we said there is no actual evidence of foul play at the actual um like his uh, where is yeah where his car car his, was found yeah wagon yeah wagon yeah it was found so correct me if I'm wrong but at the time of Johnny's abduction was Paul like 17 like he was only like a teenager yes. wasn't he yeah yeah exactly right yeah. he was quite young himself yep um and that's why maybe like I mean who actually knows how this went down but maybe because he was a younger kid who knows it's just weird obviously Johnny has left his cart and his little dog and walking towards the car and it's just weird if he fo- thought that that car originally was Weird, like remember he got that weird feeling he yeah. was on his way home. Yeah, but then in saying that, um, one of the stories is yeah, him getting shoved. Like his job was to chloroform him once he was shoved in the car. So the guy that was following him was also part of this. Part of it. Yeah, yeah, thing. So whether he's come up from behind and tasered, he like I think there's stories that he was tasered or whatever it was. Um, but yeah, that that was Paul's sort of um story as to what actually happened Mm. so once johnny was in the car um they drove off right and his body was then transferred uh, from one car into a van Mm -hmm. so they must have met so apparently one car was being driven by that guy tony that they'd met at the hotel the night before the motel whatever it was and Sam was also involved, but I don't think Sam was in the car with Tony. I think he was in a separate car. So this is involving like a few vehicles, you know? Yeah. So the men took him to a farmhouse in the city of Iowa. Yeah. And they kept him in a window, in a windowless room. Paul also admits that he was the first person to rape Johnny. Oh, God. And that it was filmed. Oh, my God. And there are also stories that Johnny was purchased by a man named, or he's gone to live with a man named the Colonel. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and no, like it's not hundred percent known that this what this Colonel's name is, but a lot of people believe that this man's name is Michael Aquerno. Is that? Yeah, and he was from Colorado or something, wasn't he? Yes. And he was like a lieutenant in the army. And oh, Lockie, this freaking guy, it actually gives me the heebie jeebies. Like, even look, looking a little bit into this thing, because I felt like I just didn't want to get any bad energy on me. And it made me feel just like bad energy Yuck, all yeah. over. And so, this guy in particular, so this Michael Aquino, and I might be saying that wrong. Everyone knows I can't pronounce stuff. Um, as I said, he was in, like, he was a lieutenant and he, there's actual, like, interviews of this guy because he, he apparently he used to, like, belong to, like, like, that, like, I don't know if it was, like, some devil worshipping, like, oh um, religion thing, but he, in the end, it wasn't, like, 
he it wasn't like hardcore enough for him. So he started his own Church of Satan. Oh my god! And it's called the Temple of Set. Yeah. And as I said to you, he does full interviews about his little little like Satan worshiping um church thing. Like it's a full thing. And this is why they think that this is the guy that yeah. Johnny ended with ended up with. Yeah. And so according to this story, it sounds like they were watching Johnny for a long time before the abduction and had obviously sold him prior to the abduction as well. Yep. And remember we were talking about like earlier on that a lady or a neighbour um, had seen someone taking photos of Johnny. Yeah. Well, on his paper route. Well, that would sort of, that sort of backs up these claims that it was like obviously they had a photo of him and it was sort of prearranged that he was the boy that they were going for. Yeah. Noreen also talks like a lot about this sort of stuff and she estimates that there's like, and this is back then, right? So this yeah. is, imagine now, like this is a billion dollar industry, but back then it'd be like 50000 to 75000 for a child depending on their features. Mm. It's going to sound freaking sick, but their innocence. Yeah, because people often want like... Like even Paul Benassi like says like once you've been in the ring for a while, people don't really want you anymore. No, you're like used goods. Yeah. And it sounds horrid because I like they also go into like this sounds so bad, but there are like kids from the streets and things like that that would be easily like I guess could easily go missing and no one's going to know. No. Yeah. But they don't want that. They yeah. want like fa- like kids from good families. Like yeah. how freaking sad is that? Yeah, it's like disgusting. it's sad in general. But um, yeah, and auctions take place. Like like they auction off like ten to twenty kids. They get shipped to like foreign countries. Like this is a thing. Yeah, it's crazy. And honestly, this another thing researching this case actually made me sick. And I could I didn't look it up because I don't think I could, I just couldn't do it. Didn't want to know, yeah. Yeah, don't want to know. It's, I know it exists. I believe it exists. But there's also this thing out there. They've got their own website. It's called Nambler. Yeah. And it's like it's called the Nambler Association and it's all to do with like um, like pedophilia and how they think that sort of that like love has no ages yeah I've heard about this and they push for like like they were born this way love has no ages and you shouldn't do you know what I mean like they shouldn't be like criminals for like loving do you know what I mean like yeah I, I've heard young kids like it actually makes me sick it's disgusting I've heard an argument from a person that's you know published literature about the way he thinks about this stuff and he suggests that pedophilia is like like someone being gay or like yeah that that you're born and that's your sexual preference yeah which is just disgusting that's exactly and like this this and I might be completely I know that the last bit's right but I think it's like I don't know if it's National American Boy Love Mm. Association like that's what it stands for Mm, disgusting and if you even look, like I, as I said, I didn't go on the website, but I did see just photos from the, not actual photos from the website, but like of their like, for instance, like their posters and it looks so innocent. It's like a man in a hat and like, do you know what I mean? Like riding in a car, like it's very innocent stuff. Like if you didn't know what the heck this was, you'd have no idea. Yeah. Um, but like you said, that's what they aim to do. They aim to legalize it and try to normalize it. Mm. Um. But again, like, 
this sort of stuff, as I said, even like people talk about that it's a massive conspiracy, all this stuff, but look at what's happened recently with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. With Prince Andrew. Mm. With like um, Ghislaine, I can never say her name, Maxwell. Yeah. Like she has been convicted for trafficking, right? But have you ever thought about who the F was she trafficking to? Yeah. Why is this not talked about? Mm. Like she's been convicted and, do you know what I mean, it's gone through a court of law. Who the heck was she doing it to? Why is this not spoken about? It's all, it's crazy. She actually said recently, I read an article last night, that she, in in the court or whatever, in her investigation, there is high-profile people named, but she, they won't be named and yeah. she she won't be naming them. Like, yes. she That's what she's come out and said. And, and, like, they've offered her immunity for dobbing these people in and she won't do it. It's insane so imagine the people involved and i know like again huge conspiracy but like hashtag epstein did not kill himself come on yeah like it's this is this is so deep yeah um but anyway yeah so that this is why i do tend to believe a lot of paul's i you say benassi i I can't i don't know why i always say benacci but anyway benassi benacci yeah um but yeah, this is why I I do believe him, and he had there is evidence to back this up, which is why we're going to go into this like right now, right? Yeah. So at the time, the police and media all thought that Paul's story was like a hoax. It was far fetched. As I said, he was charged himself for perjury. Um, now he was in Paul, jail as well at the time. Yes. So like did. people think that he was just trying to and get attention. In, yep, and he was in jail in jail for molesting mm. which he claims that do you know what I mean like it was forced upon him yeah which wouldn't surprise me yeah and so Paul and this goes hand in hand I guess why people just sort of like throw his story out is he did have multiple personality syndrome yeah and a lot of people say this is how people that have dealt with trauma deal with it yeah um, he has a psychiatrist who says that all his claims are legit and he's – because in a lot of the documentaries you'll see that when he's telling a story sometimes he'll like put his head down and sort of come back as someone else. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, my God, he looks like a big phony. But yeah. like the top of the top like psychologists, even people that do deal with this um, like syndrome have said that what he has is legit and – it is what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. I also read somewhere which I thought was really interesting that Paul has a photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought I'd pop that in there. So as I said, Johnny's dad, John Senior, he kept this from Noreen. So he visited he like he visited Paul in jail, all this stuff when he hired the PI to look into Paul's story, all this was kept from Noreen and she found out in like 91 and at the time as I said um Johnny's father did believe like all this stuff because a lot of the stuff that Paul was saying it wasn't common knowledge at the time yeah it's not like it was in newspapers or anything Exactly. And there's like no internet, you know, stuff like that. So some things that Paul had told the Goshers is that Johnny had a, a like certain birthmarks. I think he had like, do you know I, mean? I think he had a birthmark on his leg. There was one on his chest, but I think that was well known, but it wasn't well known that he had a scar on his tongue. Yeah. 
um, and that he had a stammer when he was uh, nervous. Yeah. He also knew Noreen was a yoga instructor and that Johnny used to go to work with her and that he'd do like, I think he'd do like, like Johnny would do like breathing exercises and stuff like that. <laughs> so he also drew a map of the area, which you can see online. Yep. And sort of drew, it wasn't like exactly, um, like obviously he didn't name streets and stuff, but he just sort of showed how it went down. Yeah. Now this is freaking crazy as well. So remember I was telling you that they transferred Johnny's body from one car into a van that yep. was waiting. Yep. So Noreen claims that her PI had found a witness that on the morning of Johnny's um, disappearance had witnessed a van outside their house that morning and they had heard it running and that obviously, because obviously it's in the morning, they're like, what the heck's going on? And when they looked out the window, they saw that like someone had like moved, I think it was like like a blanket or something wrapped up from one car into the van. In their street, though, that's crazy. Yeah, in the street, right? And when the PIs found this out, they didn't tell police. They literally held on to this information just in case, like for this sort of situation, in case someone came forward that they could verify that they were telling the truth. Yeah. So when Noreen hears this, like obviously she's like, what the actual heck? Like this is exact. like our PIs have a witness to this exact thing. Yeah. So this for her verifies his story. Mm. There's also, uh, he's also got a diary like Paul does. And in this diary, he's got notes um, about things that had happened that again, he did not have access to this diary while he was in jail. Yeah. So again, this sort of verifies his story. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that say things like, you know, sure, he he was part of some ring or whatever, but he hasn't provided enough evidence for Johnny's story. Regarding Johnny, yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I exactly. I completely agree. And even these, like, people that he's talking about. So he was receiving letters in jail, as in Paul was, and they would refer to, like, Emilio or, like, um, JG, like, as in Johnny Gosh. They would actually refer to random stuff that he was talking about. Yeah. So what the heck do they think that he's asked someone, write me these letters? Like, I just, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. There's a lot here. Um, this is freaking nuts as well. So remember we were talking about Sam Soda last episode? Mm. He actually picked out Sam Soda's photo and he said he tells them Sam's name and that he was involved and he talks about, um, like, do you know what I mean, that he was there the night before the disappearance so this is where I guess it gets a little bit muddy um and uh, I don't know that that's really hard like to know do you know what I mean whether that's whether Sam's actually involved but I do need to put it in there like what do you think about this I don't know like yeah I don't know because like I didn't really legitimately think much about him anyway in the start yeah 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 I don't know one other thing which is crazy, um, which I think just backs up his story, and as I said, I've seen this a few, like spoken about a few ways, but um, one of the main ways 
or stories that I hear is, so I think that one of the goshers went to some like Denver restaurant and when they were there in the, in the like uh, bathrooms, they saw a thing that said Johnny was here like written on the wall, right? And I must have told the goshers. I don't know what made it stand out. I don't know what it was, right? Anyway, so they tell the goshers and I don't know if it's their PIs, they literally just take a photo or they take Paul a photo of this Denver restaurant that they were at Mm -hmm. and they just slide it in front of Paul, right? Don't say anything. They'd say nothing to him. Yeah. And he tells them in the bathroom, Johnny Gosh wrote, in red nail polish, Johnny was here. And he says that he was with like two other, like he was with the, the boys, like it must have been a few of them, and they were painting their nails with red um, nail polish. How nuts is that? Crazy. And this is, and as I said, yeah, he said nothing. Like th- they literally just slid this photo in front of him. Yeah. Mm. So, um, after all this, as I said, police did not interview him. They thought he, he, do you know what I mean, that he was telling fibs, like that he wasn't involved with the Johnny Gosh case, nothing, right? They, they just thought all everything was bullshit. Yeah, I think they said that they went and, like, interviewed some of his family or something and then they determined that there was no way he was in Iowa at the time. And do you know that they interviewed, <laughs> like, years later they asked his brother and sister, like, yeah, they didn't ask day, him. No, yeah. Yeah. That's how they determined that he had nothing to do with it. Like, what the <sighs> heck? If you asked me where my brother was five years ago, I would have no idea. <laughs> like, let's be honest. I don't even yeah. know where I was last week. Yeah, like, exactly. Far out. Okay. So a when a story aired with Paul on Johnny, so they were obviously hoping to provide more leads on Johnny's case. So they aired, I think it was 2020, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. The police were shocked to receive calls from children who could verify the stuff that Paul talked about in this episode. Yeah. Also in this particular episode, as I said, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was 2020. um, Paul takes them to the farmhouse that he said that Johnny was taken and where kids were kept. He also takes them to an underground area and explains, like, this is where we used to keep the kids. Mm -hmm. And under there, there's boys' names carved in the walls. Yep. And also um, something that I haven't even touched on, but one of of Paul's claims is that a lot of these kids are, like, branded with, like, Mm. a stamp. Yeah. And when this – I'm going to say 2020, even though I might be wrong. When this 2020 episode aired – People called up with this branding. Yeah. So this is real physical evidence. Yeah. That backs up Paul's claims. Yeah. So Paul's story has never changed. Um, there was no incentive for him to come forward. Like he still served his full sentence in jail. Like he yeah, didn't so- get anything from no. this. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also took larry king to court because he was one of his abusers he was like that child trafficking um ringleader yeah and he won one million dollars so the court or the courts believed his story he never got the money though no he didn't he didn't get the money but i think that just says a lot that if he was able to sit in court and 
tell his story. And do you know what I mean? Like he was, he had evidence. It was believed and he won. Mm. I'm quite sure as well during this case, he was actually asked a lot of questions about Johnny Gosh. Yep. Um, so we do need to say that John Senior did eventually start disputing uh, Paul's story, yeah. even though he was like full behind it in the 1990s. Yeah. yeah. So Noreen does fully still believe Paul, but John and Noreen did divorce 11 years after Johnny went missing. And like John Senior may have just started disputing it because after all this time, it didn't really lead to them finding anything. He could just be like, you know, frustrated, you know? Yep. And it, like, I think he's just like, he's gone now and like, cause he's done more interviews. And again, as I said, he is on that new podcast, uh, Faded Out. Um, and he talks about that. Um, he doesn't believe Paul because there were newspaper clippings in his cell of Johnny. And maybe he just put this whole story together. Mm. That's what, that's what he talks about. I just find it weird because he obviously knew about the newspaper clippings back then. Yeah, so why all of a sudden change, I guess, yeah. Yeah, why all of a sudden change. Not only that, but, like, I feel like it's not, like, that scar on his tongue isn't spoken about in newspaper clippings. That Denver restaurant is not, like, nobody even knew about this. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I don't know. For me personally, like, I do believe Paul. Yeah. Um. Not only that, but I feel like if he was, like, if Paul was lying, he could have, like, made up a lot more shit. Like, he could have said that they took Eugene as well. Yeah. And he didn't. Like, why would you just stop at Johnny? Yeah. Um, I will say, though, one of the other things that um, why uh, John Senior thinks that Paul's lying is apparently, like, the height, like, when – John had asked him, like, how tall was Johnny? Like, he said the height was off. Like, he had said, like, I don't even know exactly. Like, he came mm. up to my chest, for instance, and it wasn't. Like, he was taller than your average um, 13-year-old. But you know what's funny? I feel like that the uh, some of the articles actually talk about that he was a bigger kid. Yeah. So then wouldn't he have read those articles and then made that up? Yeah. Exactly. You know? Like, I just find <laughs> that so random. Yeah. Um. So this other thing got a bit of legs in the 2000s (laughs) and I'm going to put it in there. We won't spend a lot of time in it, but I think it is freaking crazy because this received media coverage, Lockie. Yeah, and you should post a photo. I will definitely post (laughs) a photo. So it was about this guy named Jeff Gannon. So Jeff Gannon was a White House correspondent. And he was given credentials as, like, a White House reporter. Yeah, but he's, like, got, like, no, like, didn't go to college or, Nothing. like, he's got no education. He's not qualified to do the job that he's doing, yet he is. <laughs> yes, it's weird. And it, came, like, came out later that he's, like, a high-class, top-secret male escort. Yeah. Like, what the heck? And yeah. this guy has been given, like, FBI clearance, Secret Service clearance. Like he's wandering around the White House. Like, is that not weird? Yeah, that's very weird. I think people also like blew this out of proportion because obviously Jeff Gannon, uh, Johnny Gosh, like same initials. Yeah. And Jeff Gannon was not his real name. That's a fake name. There's like, I feel like there's a few 
um, interviews and stuff where Noreen was like, well, just DNA testing. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, but ultimately, like, the ages don't really add up. If you look at their faces, I feel like they don't look similar at all. No. And, and they've done age progression of Johnny and yeah, it doesn't look like. doesn't look similar. No. Nah. Um, but, yeah, there is YouTube clips of, uh, like, he's literally on that Bill Maher, you know, that um, late night show and stuff. Like, he does interviews. There's, like, stuff on him. It's just, it's freaking nuts. You know, though, this, I, I don't even know, I think I've put this in the notes, Lockie, but I did send you a photo. I don't even know if you saw it. Did you see there's another photo which is online and this is I found this pretty creepy because I think it looks like Johnny. Mm. Um, and it's of Bush. Like I think it's Bush Senior. Yeah. Have you seen it? Quickly uh. quickly go to your um, thing now because I feel like you're going to lose it. I sent you a photo of it, right? So everyone, if you just Google Johnny Gosh Bush Senior photo, you will seen it, see it, right? And what it is is it's I – th- I don't know if it's just a photo. It's like – like George Bush in amongst just children. And I don't know if he's signing like signatures or it's like a photo up or something. And yeah. in the back there's a kid and people are like a lot of people think that it looks like Johnny Gosh. I don't think it does. You don't reckon? No. <laughs> I might post this, but it's just, it's, it's a creepy, like, I just found it creepy. Um, and maybe that's why it got a bit of legs or maybe that's when this photo was found. Like everyone's gone through like White House stuff, do you know what I mean? To see if they can see Johnny in something. But um, yeah, and I, I would definitely say Google it, but I'll pop it on our Insta as well, just so you guys can have a look. I might even do a little poll. Oh. I won the polls the other week, Lucky. I was pretty happy with myself. <laughs> Um, but we should definitely talk about Noreen for a little bit because obviously she has been a massive um, influence in just so much, obviously getting information um, on her son's case and also just changing legislation going forward. Um, she created like the Johnny Gosh, um, I want to say it's a foundation, but I could yeah, be wrong. Is. Yeah, foundation. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, and she just has been, I guess, really like – a big support for um, other parents going through similar situations, um, a huge voice in general. And no matter what you say, like, as I said, people and interviews, like, you can tell, like, the reporters don't want to deal with it. Yeah. The Not only the, the police don't want to deal with it. Like, it's really sad. Um, I don't know how people can call her crazy when she's just looking for her son. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's been through so much, which we spoke about last episode, about like, you know, the, her, her first husband, the tornado and stuff. Um, but she has literally fought so hard to find Johnny. People were calling her a loon. <laughs> she was threatened um, and told by the FBI just to have another baby to keep her busy. Like, how <laughs> effing disgusting is that? my god um yeah as i said with the johnny gosh foundation she'd visit schools and speak about like sexual predators um lobbied for the johnny gosh bill which we spoke about um last episode about how um the police must immediately respond to reports of missing children yeah she also um helped with the national center for missing and exploited children 
And that was established after Noreen testified about um, organised pedophiles before the US uh, Department of Justice. So she has done amazing things. Yeah, she has. Um, I think people discredit Noreen um, because the stories do seem crazy and far-fetched. And, like, as if as a mum you would want to believe that that's happened to your son. Exactly. Um, This is probably one of the main things I think people, like, not turned off by her, but they're just like, oh, like it's just another Noreen story. But this is freaking huge. So... While Noreen is under oath, and I think this is um, through the poor Banati Banati trial, yeah, yeah. Um, she is asked, so again under oath, um, whether she has seen her son. Yeah, and mind you, this story that you're about to tell, she had not mentioned it any time until this trial. Yeah, Yeah. exactly right. And this trial is in 1999. Mm -hmm. So she goes on to explain that in 1997, Johnny visited her. She was awoken at 2.30 in the morning by persistent knocking and she looked through um, like the peep hole in her door and asked who it was and the reply was, it's me, mum, it's Johnny. She said she knew it was him because of the eyes and the eyes don't change. She said that he was with another boy and the other boy did not say anything at all during the whole visit. So if this happened in 1997 and he disappeared in? I think he was 20. He disappeared in, what, 82? Yeah. And he was so 13. He, so he would have been 28. Yeah. So I was saying, yeah. You're good at maths. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking your word for it. <laughs> yeah, so late 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so she originally thought that he was there to stay and had said, like, sit down, like, I'll call whatever the authority or so-and-so. And he explained to her that it's too dangerous for him to come home for both him and her. Yeah. And they would be killed if, like, people found out that he was there. Um, he was there for a few hours. So this is one thing that I have seen change. I've seen anywhere from between one hour to two and a half hours. Yep. He was explained how he was taken, that he he also gave her a lot of information and names um, of people that were involved and what had happened. Mm-hmm. He spoke about how he was forced to commit felonies. So that way if he was, for instance, found that they were able to, like it's like sort of a scare tactic, like if you go to authorities you're going to be thrown into jail also, you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. Um, and that's a lot of the reasons why he would never go to the police for help and why no one else in his situation goes would. to them yep, yeah. for help. Um, he also talks about that, I think it was in 88, right? So he's what, um, he's abducted at 82, 88. He, he and some other kids stole a car to escape their captures. Yeah. And have been living on like Indian reservations ever since. So he's not, he, he was claiming he wasn't in the ring anymore. No. Yeah. Okay. That he was literally just flying under the radar. Yeah. For whatever it was the last nine years. Yeah. So as you can freaking imagine, the news <laughs> went mental about this. Um, 
What do you think about this story, Lockie? I don't know because, like, she never mentioned it before. So I find it weird that she mentions it in a trial. Like, I'm not saying she's not telling the truth because she's, you know, hasn't been known to lie about much. But I just find it hard to believe that you wouldn't mention anything like that. But you know what her reply is? People, people literally quiz her on this and she goes, my son asked me not to. And yeah. I think that is a believable answer. Yeah. And not only that, right, like me, like, and I, I remember I replied to some, like, I don't know, crime thing. They're like, what's the most craziest theory about, like, do you know what I mean, a case? And I actually believe that he went there. I don't know why. Mm. I just feel like why, like you said, it took her to, she never told anyone. But while she was under oath, obviously you're not, do you know what I mean, meant to lie on the stand, she, that's when she said it. And that just makes me think that, it's real, like it happened. And there's people that talk about like maybe like she dreamt it, okay. Maybe it was a hoax as in like another kid went there pretending to be Johnny and she just had no idea. But I feel like she'd know. Yeah, I agree. She would know. And like if there is like these, like he's got that scar on, or birthmark on his leg, scar on his tongue, all this sort of stuff, I don't know. I just feel like she would know that it was him. Yeah. And I know I'm a crazy, like, you know, I like crazy things, but I don't know why I believe her. Maybe I want to believe her, but I do. Yeah, I, I find it hard to believe that he, like, say he's not in this ring anymore and he's not under, you know, he's not being controlled by these people or, like, not directly. And then he's still all this time just... Yeah, but look at Paul, how he was made to rape people. How about yeah. if he was made to rape people? Yeah, but on he film. was he was also in the same situation and he managed to come out and say something. But I feel like like look at Elizabeth is it Elizabeth Smart? Mm. Yeah. Like see when they've got that control over you, like I feel like it doesn't matter what other people tell you, like that's he was 13 when he was abducted. Yeah. And not only that, but it's not like Elizabeth Smart where she was abducted and these evil people were like, do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, face the jury, whatever. If he's seen how deep this freaking thing goes, yeah. What? And he's told Noreen, you cannot call the police because this person's involved. I saw this person at a party. And let me just say that Paul talks about how that Larry King got him into the White House. They didn't do anything in the White House, but he's done tours at midnight of the White House. Yeah. Like, what the actual F? I'm sorry, but I feel like, I, and I'm saying that I believe Paul, and if I was in that situation and I knew how deep this shit goes, what chance do you have? Yeah. What chance do you, and you've seen that, that plane go down of that guy, they, they killed the, the guy's son, has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Just so this stuff wouldn't be uncovered. I, I just find it crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, I want to believe it, but I'm struggling to yeah, yeah. believe it. I feel I like you're more of a realist. <laughs> like, you definitely are more of a realist than me. So I did. I honestly didn't even think that you'd be a tiny bit, like, open to this. I thought you'd be like, Karina, you're nuts. Like, move on. But um, I don't know. And, I yeah, I just, I think, like, for Noreen as well, like, <clears throat> if this was legitimate, how could you just, like, how could you just accept that that was the only time you're ever going to see him again and then that's it? Well, this is sort of spoiler to my conclusion. 
which well, I'm just going to say now because we're on this. But you know what this makes me think? Like I feel like Noreen knows so much that she doesn't talk about. Like, yeah. I feel like she knows so much. How the F do we know that she's never seen him again? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. This, is, this is where I'm going with it. Like, yeah, she said this on the stand, whatever, but you don't know the full extent of of it and maybe this is why she's so passionate about it maybe this is why she literally goes to media events and names people she does not give a shit and I honestly think and like I'm not saying that I 100% believe this but it wouldn't surprise me if maybe there is some if this happened there is still some sort of contact there that she just never talks about and I wouldn't blame her yeah and I'd believe her I, I could see that as an outcome yeah yeah um, there is also um, in 2006, sorry, we are moving on a little bit, um, but we can talk about this after a bit if you've got anything to say, like in your little summary, Lockie. Yeah. Um, but in 2006, Noreen did receive a manila envelope on her doorstep. Mm-hmm. And in this envelope, there were three photos. One was of a young boy tied up in like the fetal position on a bed. Yeah. Arms and legs were bound and he was gagged. Yeah. The other was of three boys lying on a bed. They were all gagged and bound. Um, And there was also like a black and white photo of like a man's, I don't think it was of his face. I think his head was like of a man's head. Mm. Um, But like it was like a a face. Like, do you know what I mean? But he was facing down and it was Mm. black and white, right? So these three photos showed up at her door. Yeah. Um, now the photos of the boys, two of them, I can actually see how you could think they look like Johnny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm probably won't post these cause they're pretty hard. They're not hardcore, but like you can easily find them online. Yeah. Um, but more just because like, if they are victims, I don't know. I just feel like. So which mean? one do you think's Johnny? Well, can I tell you the, the one, the three, the boys on the bed, I don't know if you know anything about this. So police originally looked into this, but then they got a note from like another county and they said that they'd already come across these photos and they knew who they were. So the people had been identified in the photos and they were like, this is freaking creepy. The thing I saw was that some guy, like one of these kids' uncles like made them do this, like (laughs) take photos of them on a bit, like they're just playing around. Mm. It's creepy. Have you seen them? Yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, honestly, you can definitely tell this is, like, pedophile-related. Like, it's freaking yeah. sick. And um, so that particular photo has sort of been ruled out um, along with, I think that, yeah, the one other photo, as I said, the other one of Johnny or the one that is claimed to be Johnny, I think Noreen actually thinks that this is him tied up on the bed. But it does look like one of the kids that's lying in those um, on the bed. I just... I'm not 100% sure about them. I do think it's creepy. And I can see how if someone saw that, they'd be like, is that Johnny? And drop them off at her door. Yeah. I do think it's weird they put in a random photo of a man. Like, yeah. who the heck's that? Yeah. Um, but, like, at the moment that johnnygosh.com is down, because like, I try to go on the website, I don't know, I think they're rebuilding it at the moment, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of photos of, like, boys that were, I don't know if they were sent to Noreen, if they were found by PIs that look like Johnny that she had put up. And there's one in particular 
Um, and again, if you just YouTube like um, Johnny Gosh, not YouTube, sorry, if you Google it, this photo will come up. And this particular photo, I actually think it does look like him. It's like a side profile. Do you know the one I'm talking about, Lockie? Yeah, it's like black and white. Yeah. Yeah, I think it looks like him as well. That particular photo, the lips, like it, this this particular photo I think looks like him. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so there are lots of photos that have come out, do you know what I mean, since he went missing that people claim are him or look like him. Yeah, so that, and there is. There yeah, is ones that look like him for sure. The one of the side profile um, isn't like anything um, too graphic. So I might pop that one up, the one that both Lockie and I think look like him. Um, but the other ones, as I said, like um, just Google them and you'll be able to find them. Yep. Um, as I said, Noreen and John Sr. divorced in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, things got pretty messy with the divorce, well, with the separation um, to the point where Noreen even claimed that John Sr. may have been <laughs> involved. Oh, God. Um, some point, points she brings up are that leading up to the abduction, and you know what? I was trying to figure out if this – this story here was said even like around the time Johnny went missing or if it was only after. But I don't know if it, yeah, as I said, I don't actually know, but apparently every Saturday night they would receive a call at 1.30 in the morning and it'd always just be like a um, like a prank call mm. and John Senior would just be like, oh, wrong number and hang up. But the night before Johnny disappeared, when he answered the phone, he said, yeah, okay, all right, and hung up. And he said that it was a wrong – like she overheard this and he's just like, no, it was just a wrong number again. The only weird thing I find with that is wouldn't you think of something a little bit more incriminating if you're going to make that up? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like it's it doesn't really lead to any – it just said, yeah, okay. Like if she is making it up, like it doesn't really sway it in either direction, but it is sus, you know? Yeah. Um, on the stand in 99, Paul actually, when he was asked about how he knew Johnny would be alone that morning, and remember, John Senior used to go every morning yeah. on his route, right? Um, Paul actually says that there were prior arrangements made with John Senior. <laughs> but didn't him going on his own come from Johnny, not John Senior. Like it was Johnny's idea. Like he said, can I go alone? Yeah. So they said that it was, yeah, exactly his idea, but whether he didn't go on purpose, I don't know what the claim is here. Um, And then obviously that call in the middle of the night that Noreen talks about is why she's saying like, what the heck? There's also other um, weird stuff like um, that I have read about and it's, more like in the months leading up to um, Johnny's disappearance that John's behaviour was a little bit off. Um, and, yeah, so it's it, – and just like apparently – you know what? I would probably suggest there's heaps of interviews with Noreen online. If you are into this sort of theory, you could easily find heaps of info on it. I didn't put a lot in here because more – I don't – it's – I feel like it's John Senior's childhood and I don't want to be too disrespectful, you know what I mean, if it's not true. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah, I think there's heaps of stuff on it. 
Um, the only thing that I find really sus and actually has evidence towards it regarding John Senior is remember I was saying that he had hid um, Paul from Noreen originally? Yeah. So in Noreen, Noreen wrote a book and it's called um, Why Johnny Can't Come Home. There's also a massive interview on um, YouTube, which you can listen on this as well, about this. Um, I think it must be leading up to the book. She does like an interview on it. Yeah. But in her book, she claims that John Senior visited Paul without her, like a lot, right? And um, like, like for instance, went to his trial and visited key people in the Franklin scandal with a Noreen lookalike. Like an impersonator. And there's even a photo of him with, with a lady that looks like Noreen. And this, you know, all the other stuff, I was like, Mm-mm-mm. this, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is freaking weird. And people are like, oh, it's a doctored, doctored photo, whatever you call it, right? But I'm sorry, this was like the 90s. How, like, I just feel like this is a little bit far-fetched for her to go ahead and doctor, I can't even say that word again, more words I can't say, this photo. And even in the photo, I'm going to post this, they're wearing like fine Johnny Gosh badges (laughs) and there is multiple people that have said to to Noreen, including Paul, like, that they had met, like they had met this woman, and one in particular, like this really high up um, psychiatrist. I think that she was Paul's psychiatrist. When Noreen was writing the book, right, her book, she had interviewed or she wanted to speak to this psychiatrist. So she does like a full, I don't know, phone chat with her, and she says to her, like, "Thank you so much. I hope one day we can meet in person." And the lady's like. Darling, we have met in person. We sat together in whatever eighty nine, and Noreen's like, I never was there, and it was this freaking other woman. <laughs> it's weird. Like, I'm sorry, this is weird. It's not just the claim. There's photo and there's people that have said that that he was with this lady. Do we know what John Senior did as a job? Um, I feel like he. I do know what he did, but I can't remember. I don't know if he was like a salesman or something. So he wasn't like. No, but I read this is the thing like I I had I don't know if I read or heard this somewhere that one of the clubs that he used to attend was like a dodgy club. So whether they've gotten him like that way, I don't but it's like blackmailed very, him or something. Yeah, but it's very hard to believe that he put his son in that situation. Like even yeah. if he was in the wrong, I feel like you'd die for your own kid. Like you yeah. wouldn't like cover your own ass for no. it. That's why no. I find it weird. Yeah, then why is he taking this woman? And also, sorry, I just want to say, right, so in um, in that Faded Out podcast, they sort of tracked this woman down and she was a PI, right? So this lady in the photos has been identified, right? Yeah. She didn't denies any involvement. She's like, that's not me. Someone, like, doctored that photo. But that doesn't explain these other people that have seen her with him. That's yeah. what I don't get. Yeah. And she wouldn't talk to the podcast. She just said that it was a fake photo. I just, I don't know. This for me makes, I don't know, makes me rethink everything. Like, you know, it's just weird. <laughs> That's odd, yeah. And it's not just a claim if there's evidence. That's yeah. my thoughts anyway. Yeah, yeah. 
Also, the final straw for their marriage is said to be Noreen was informed that they were planning to arrest this guy, right? And this was the guy that owned the farmhouse that was said Johnny was kept in. Apparently he was like, I don't know if he was on the run, but he was staying in this um, trailer and this trailer was under surveillance at the time because they were going to arrest him. They tell Noreen, listen, we're going to arrest this guy in relation to, do you know what I mean? Like hopefully we can get info out of him regarding Johnny. Yeah. And the story is that there is footage of John Senior going to this guy's caravan where we were staying, or trailer, sorry, and that this guy, Charlie, fled after John left. Like he was like giving a heads up or something. Yeah. Like that's weird as well, if it's true. There's a lot of claims out there. Like they're freaking hardcore. Yeah. It's not just like uh, the phone in the middle of the night. Like this is freaking crazy shit. And if there is footage of him going to this trailer before this guy left, then how do you dispute that? Yeah. it's The question is, is there footage, you know? Yeah. Um, And like we don't know. Like, yeah, Noreen's come out and said all this after they got divorced. But for all we know, she could have been questioning him about this, their whole marriage. Yes. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, not the whole marriage, like since he got abducted. We, exactly. don't, we don't know what they talked about behind closed doors. And obviously they wanted to have a unite front while when he was missing. And they do say that, like, um, you know, a lot of people or couples break up after something tragic like this happens. Yeah. Like it's probably, like, more normal than not because yeah. they blame, do you know what I mean, each other or whatever it is. Um, so it's not, normal, it's not abnormal that they separated, but these claims are really, like, full on, you know. Mm. So in 2018, Faded Out, that's a podcast I kept talking about, um, started reinvestigating the Johnny Gosh case. As I said, I listened to the whole thing. Um, I found myself screaming at the podcast heaps. Um, it definitely looks at it differently um, and manages to score interviews with both John Senior and Sam Soda. Interesting that they're the two that talk on it. Yep, and <laughs> it's even crazier. So hang on. So I'll just quickly tell you, they spend a lot of time looking into whether Johnny took a different path with his papers, which in the end I disagree with um, because they keep talking to this new witness, but this new witness has come out 40 years ago and how many witnesses were there in 45 minutes when Noreen originally did her, do you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's just, yeah. for me, I just I couldn't get behind it as much. Yeah. Um, some... Um, new interesting information that came out were that there were like other pedos working at that Des Moines register Mm -hmm. and the podcast dives into a character named Millhouse and he was like, I know, I know. I'm literally thinking of The Simpsons. But anyway, um, he was like a circulation manager who was sort of like taken out of that area when I don't know if he was just like being inappropriate with boys and things like that. Um, and also it looks into um, this other pedophile named Fred who worked in the mall and I think he was like a piano teacher. So their theory is more based around like a local pedophile rather than a ring. They still agree that he's been abducted. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they do. They think it's more of like a local sort of It's not a big operation. Yeah. Like it's not as conspiracy based. That's yeah. pretty much. They, they think pretty much everything that we've sort of spoken about is 
a little bit more far-fetched conspiracy side of things. Okay. Um, it does get a little awkward when Noreen takes a swipe at the podcast. Mm. <laughs> um, I think there's a, there are times in that podcast I feel like they are really hard on Noreen. Um, like there's times where they say that maybe she's not comfortable with that podcast because she finds comfort in the story and she has control over her story, like needs to control the narrative. Like I said earlier, like why would you want to believe that this has happened to your son? Exactly. And why would you want people to be calling you an absolute nut job? Yeah. Um, but I honestly, like the thing that I think, like I flip it in the sense where if I was Noreen and like I said before, all that shit actually happened and I know more about what I've said and yeah. maybe like I would be fuming if someone's trying to, Change like I've done all this work to bring light to this freaking pedophile ring that exists. Yeah. And then someone's like, no, it was just this mall guy. Like I'd be fuming as well. Yeah. And like she, like you said, she might know a lot more than what we think. And she obviously can't speak about it. Like that would be frustrating in itself. So then to have people come out and say that she maybe is a bit psycho. Yeah. That would that- be frustrating because she can't say. With everything she, she knows, knows, you know. Yeah. And even like um, I haven't really spoken about it, but in some of her interviews she talks about that this big like mob guy like contacted her and wanted to help her find Johnny, mm-hmm. like someone part of the mafia, like <laughs> hardcore. And it, like I'm pretty sure it's, it must be knowledge, like known who this guy is. And she talks about how he says, yeah, we do like, bad stuff like the mafia but we never do anything to do with kids like we would never have anything to do with that sort of stuff yeah and um he gives her a lot of info tracks um tracks johnny all this sort of stuff um but they'd never go to actually get johnny from where he was Mm -hmm. but like keep an eye on him and stuff like that so i found that really interesting and especially because this guy is sort of named who he was and he does and he has passed away now but it's just i feel like that's if why would she make this up and wouldn't the mafia people be like excuse me noreen who the heck are you to be saying this guy's helping you like that's far-fetched for me like you wouldn't go out on a limb and just make up some shit like that Mm. um but what do you think lucky about all of this i i think like paul's story is the most legitimate like it's the only real like proper evidence that's come to light yeah that you can kind of correlate with facts i guess yeah so that's what i would lean towards like i would be leaning towards that yeah he was abducted taken to this whatever and it was high profile people and it goes a lot deeper than we think that's why he hasn't been found after 40 years i don't think he's dead i think he's still alive yeah um you do think yeah i think he's still alive i don't think noreen's crazy i think and you don't know how you'd act in that situation yeah. And yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I think the exact same thing. I really, yeah, I do believe Paul. Everything you said, pretty much. Um, and I, as I said, I've been sort of saying, I feel like I've been saying what I think as I've gone. Mm. Um, this, so I hope I haven't swayed because I feel like I don't want to be that person that really sways people. But I'm so passionate about this case, yeah. I sort of find it hard not to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that. The, do you think that the three boys that went missing is all connected? I think definitely the Eugene guy, yeah. definitely. The other two, not so sure. Mark, yeah. But 
yeah. I mean, mm. who knows where the extent as to where this was operating like. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, like, I think the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing has proven that it, it does exist with high-profile people. Like, yeah. it's a real thing, yeah. you know, especially Prince Andrew, like, my God. I know, um, and that's, well, that's what I mean. If these freaking people that you know are powerful are involved in this, honestly, you could not go home. No. You, you, you actually, you couldn't. That's why I believe it. This Epstein thing shot literally shows, like Epstein was a conspiracy. This guy, Lockie, had an island, mm. a pedophile, like, <laughs> pedophile island. Yeah. Yeah. Like this thing existed. I'm sorry. Like uh, you cannot say this is far fetched when that actually happened. Yeah, and and like to be completely honest, um, like with the whole trial of Ghislaine, is that how you say her name? Yeah, I always say I say Giselaine, but that is so wrong. <laughs> I just I, I like to sound things out, but yeah, you know, like she has obviously tried to stay as detached as possible, but she's obviously been convicted of these things, and that's obviously what the evidence shows. But she's not denying it now; yes. like she's saying that it's real and it's in, like it's happening, and she was involved. So I just think like these people that even they're being caught out and they're still like just be like, "Yep, so this is a thing." Like, but they. They know that they're so protected. Yeah, exactly. So it's scary. It, it's scary. I, I'm like it creeps me out just how much goes on that we have no idea about. Yeah, exactly. Or like that's covered up and literally like it makes like if you just like just block everything out that people say it's too far fetched. Literally, if you just think about it, like the simplest thing: powerful people, you need to bribe them. How the heck are you going to do it? Like yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Johnny obviously won't wouldn't be the only one. There would be so many other kids that were taken that are probably involved in this. The only yeah. difference here is Noreen. Yes, and she talks about that as well. She talks about like other mothers are said like do you know what I mean like by the police like don't do that media interview, don't do this. She's like they picked the wrong kid. Like, yeah, I, like she's amazing. Yeah, so that's the difference to me. I think. Yeah. Um, but she yeah. does not care. But yeah, no. like honestly, go Noreen. Keep doing what you're doing. Like, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, though, I don't think we'll ever know. And we'll, uh, and I don't think we'll ever know where he is, or I don't think that's something we'll ever find out. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so either, but I really hope that Noreen knows. And I hope that she, yeah, do you know, for her like, own sake. Yeah, I hope she knows. I hope she sees him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I hope that if that's how they have to live, I hope that's what they're doing. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think we'll know. No, which freaking sucks. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, for it to be local and there's no evidence of all three boys, I do think they're connected. I feel like something would have been found, you know? Yeah. After yeah. this long. But um yeah, that is the story of Johnny Gosh. Mm, crazy one. Um it lots is. of resources for everyone to look at though. There's lots of documentaries, lots of books, lots of stuff on the internet. You could look at it. Like Karina said, she's had notes in her phone since two thousand sixteen. So she's it's like you could look at this stuff forever. Yeah, there's so many rabbit holes. Honestly, there's every time, like as I said, that I see something, I'll dive down like a whole another rabbit hole for like hours. It's easy to get lost in. Yeah, and you can go into like, you can get stuck into looking at really like George Bush. Like, oh. you know, you can tie him into this in many ways, and 
that it fo- just, that photo. I'm gonna post it even though you don't think it is. I just think it's creepy. Like what the heck? And sorry, I'm no, we're trying to wrap it up. But um, I think I, when when I was looking into this case years ago, I think I remember that there was some witness or whatever that said that like people in the White House would have these parties where they'd have boys in rooms and stuff. And yes. Bill, Bill Clinton was was spotted at the parties as well. And obviously Bill Clinton was tied to Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. So and you can just look so much into it. Like. I know. And this is why people are like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Like you, they want you to think it's crazy, but is it? Like look at, have you seen those paintings that were hanging in Jeffrey Epstein's house? No. You, what the heck you have? I'm going to look at them now. Um, Lockie, <laughs> just look up Jeffrey Epstein paintings. You're going to fall off your chair. Everyone do it. Look it up. I think I may have seen them in the documentary, but let me just re. Because <laughs> there is a documentary on um... Netflix. Netflix. Has it come? Please tell me it's come up. The George Bush one. There's a George Bush one. I mean, Bill Clinton, sorry. Bill Clinton. It's like him dressed as a woman. Have you seen it? A painting. <laughs> and that's hanging in Jeffrey Epstein's house. Yeah, that's And it. this is freaking crazy. There's the George Bush one. He's playing with planes. Yeah. And there's a like a collapsed like tower in front of him. It's yeah. creepy. Like why the fudge would you have these people's paintings in your house and why would you even have those particular – it's just weird. And then I'm just looking at another one and it looks like Hillary Clinton. Oh, really? Yeah, that looks like her. Yeah, this the, this stuff goes deep. Like I yeah. feel like you could literally do, but I feel like that you'd have a hit on you. Even if you hear about like Clinton body bags, like, not body bags. Yeah, I think it's body, is it body bags? It's like the hit list of the Clintons is creepy as well. That's like another oh, conspiracy, God. but yeah. um, it's all about how many people in and around them have suspiciously died, which yeah. is weird. <laughs> another conspiracy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the case of Johnny Gosh, I guess. Yes, it is. If you have a case you want us to cover, send us a message on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at caffeine crime and canines. Yes, and definitely DM us your thoughts. Um, if we've lost you a bit on the conspiracy, we'll be back on um next week on on the um do you know what I mean? More factual regular stuff. Regular. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regular <laughs> listening. But um yeah. Yeah, until next week. Until next week. Bye. Bye.